Is this because of the duck thing? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, oh. I've not taken this hoodie off in a month and a half. And then when you're done, you feel the most shamed ever. There we go. Always professional. What the, the story fuck is even classic, happening? Classic sort of story. It came out to high critical acclaim. And it's Pokemon Snap. If you're pressed to tank, it goes <laughs> Like, what Buddy. is going Buddy. on? I was on, I was on edibles. <laughs> Not a pornography. This is a podcast. Uh, and you got the name wrong again. I, I like your duck shirt. Thanks. It's a duck. Welcome to Two Dads in a Podcast, the, the collectible, collectible card, card game. Yeah, uh, dude, I was I was going to say that. <laughs> <sighs> Yay! Yeah! So I recently learned how to play Magic: The Gathering, and now I'm also a magician. That's what we call ourselves. In the, no, actually, the magic we, actually, in Magic: The Gathering, you're called a planeswalker because you walk the different planes. I like yeah. this game. This game, <laughs> I feel like this is the only game where you have to practice to get good at it. Also, you really, really do. And like a lot of the other card games, like if you're smart, you can just strategize and figure out. You can probably pick up a deck that somebody else made and be able to and, run and through do it. pretty well with it. Yeah, first time but, through and actually do decent. But Magic, there's so many different rules and cards and the way the cards interact with each other. Every time they come out with a new yeah. set, there's so many new interactions that well, suddenly this card that did this and this now has three other interactions it can do completely separate. And it, I, I love it. Yeah. I love Magic the Gathering. It is so that, good. And like this game gives you the rare opportunity of like making decisions by not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like you can affect the whole outcome of a game. You just you can, don't do something. You can like literally games, not doing something is just as much as the strategy as doing something. It it really is. It really is. And it, you know it it's really it almost has like a poker like sense to it because you have to be able to tell like okay what card what kind of card do they have in their hand still they're holding on to three cards they have you know x amount of mana still open so are they bluffing do they are they representing that they have a counter spell oh, yeah. or something yeah. there's so much to it and and i absolutely love that about the game and what's really fun about this is magic the gathering was the first the this first the trading card one, game man. it it tried, released in 1993. They tried with, their damnedest to make D&D a card game. And and it, it has no similarities whatsoever to D&D. And I love it. Right. <laughs> well, I can't but, say that now. I can't say that now because some of the new sets and some of the sets that are coming up yeah. uh, are actually going to have some D&D theming to them. Yeah. But it... I, I don't know, man. It was originally created by Wizards of the Coast, and now they're still their own company, but they're a subsidiary of Hasbro Gaming. That happens, though. I mean... Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the fact that they were bought out or that they're owned by a, a different company now has not yeah. changed, like, anything in it. And, you know, to get into a little bit uh, about the game and, and what's going on, you know, back in 2018... They Magic the Gathering had over 35 million players playing Magic the Gathering, which is That's crazy. And they produced over 20 billion cards from 2008 to 2016. And that's where it really, really grew in popularity was right after, yeah. right after high school for us. And, you know, honestly, yeah, right I would after, say right even, after you spent all those years being uncool. Yeah. <laughs> <playing it. laughs> that's right that's right and you know 
I'm okay with that. I'm I'm okay with that. It it gained more popularity, (laughs) that it got bigger, it got more intense because now there's more people to play with. You know, now they have they have two different computers. We spent hanging out in high school, and I didn't even know you played Magic. (laughs) I mean, you you were so ashamed of yourself. I, I think just at in high school, I was too busy to really play much. You know, we were yeah. both busy band and choir and sports. And, you know, there there was just too much going on to really dedicate time to it. But I don't know. I, I really, really like and they, they've come out with a number of video games. You know, they had the Duelist of the Planeswalker games that they came out with on the Xbox 360 and the, right. the the PS3 and the computer. And, you know, now we've got two big, uh, like, internet where you can play with other people. You have Magic the Gathering Online, and then you have Magic the Gathering Arena. Arena is arguably the right. better to play on, but Magic the Gathering Online has a much bigger library of cards you can pick from. However... That one, you have to spend real money as though you are buying regu- like cards in real life. Whereas the arena game, you can earn cards in the game. Yeah, You don't have to spend a penny on it. It's going to take you a long time to get what you want, but you don't ever have to spend a dime on it. Which is uh, preferable if you are also collecting the cards in real life. Yes, yes. Because unlike it- Pokemon, if you buy the cards in real life, you don't get the cards for... You You don't get any digital format of them unless you buy Name. the starter decks. If you buy the starter decks, sometimes they come with codes. But anyway, uh, yeah. Magic the Gathering. There are There's so much to this game and there's been so much that has changed and it's one that they're constantly working on improving well it it feels like unlike the other games who just keep fucking themselves up you know the magic has been able to sort of sidestep all that shit yeah yeah and they keep improving on it and what i really really like with their rule changes and their and of course all games have like their ban lists and limited lists and stuff right but something that magic does is they truly listen and pay attention to their fan base and i feel like much more than any of the other card games you know you've got yeah, definitely you know different rules that have come across that, you know, were in the works for years. And when they release the announcement that this is happening, they actually will say, you know, we've we've been getting feedback for this X amount of years, and so we've been working on this. So they they truly listen, and I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I love the game. I will say it has some of the worst power creep <laughs> out of any card game. <laughs> You know, I was I was playing the other day in one of the new cards. So back in the day, one mana, one one creature, no special effects. That yeah. that that was kind of your vanilla. That's you know, one mana for one one, two mana for two two, three mana for three three. That is your your normal. That's your baseline. Well, now a common. There was a common I saw the other day that is a one mana, one power, one toughness, first strike, and flying. Whoa! Yeah, it, it got a little nuts. Like but you draw that out the you draw a couple of those out the gate. Yeah, it, it gets a little and obnoxious, little obnoxious. But <laughs> I still love the game. Still love the game because as we as we were talking about, it truly makes you think. And one of the craziest things there is a video you can watch, 
and I absolutely love this about magic is you can literally make a working computer with magic gathering cards. <laughs> and there's a video on YouTube that shows how it works. And it blew my fucking mind when I watched this happening. And literally you just end up controlling the entire thing. And you have to have a very specific set of cards in your opening hand. And Unless you have those, it doesn't happen. But once you get that very specific hand, you literally can play this card as an input to the computer. X amount of things happen, and then you get an output that changes it, that changes based on your input. It is a working computer. It's a very base level yeah. computer, but it is a computer nonetheless. And it, it's amazing. The amount of strategy... That's just silly. It really is. It really is. It was an obnoxious video. I highly recommend anybody go and watch that. It, yeah. It, it, have your mind blown just as much as mine. <laughs> and Right. And we we just watched the rollout of like the newest series, the Strixhaven. Strixhaven. And which what, I loved. Yeah, that was that was the really cool. That was incredible. And, and the new the new cards. I, I did a an unboxing uh and uh, pack cracking video, so you can I check did that an out. Unboxing just with for for the wife. <laughs> there you go. One of the things yeah. with magic that I really like is the value of the cards. You know, there's so many different cards. There's such a variety, but the value of the cards isn't necessarily just because it's a rare card. It's if it's usable it's going to be more valuable. There are uncommons in commons that are worth more than rares and mythics because of the usability and how much you're actually going to need them in your decks. And I love yeah, yeah. that about them. You know, when you get into some of the cards, you get some of the, the, the big, the rare cards, you know, the power nine, for example, are some of the most, they are literally the strongest nine cards in the game. And they're also some of the most expensive and rarest cards for that very reason. And those cards, you have Ancestral Recall, the Moxes, Mox Emerald, Jet, Pearl, Ruby, and Sapphire. So one for each of the colors, Time Twister, and Time Walk. To, to, and Black Lotus, can't forget Black Lotus. That is the number one. So when you get into the older cards, so I say the power creeps real, and I say that for like your base creatures and your basic spells and stuff, but some right. of these old cards were so overpowered that you can't... <laughs> one, they're stupid expensive. They're only legal in vintage and even in vintage, they're restricted, which means you can only have one copy of each in a deck. They are literally broken. They are overwhelmingly powerful. So we'll, we'll start at the top of the list. Ancestral Recall. Pay one blue, draw three cards. Target player Jeez. draws three cards. To kind of give you an idea of how strong that is, yeah. most draw a single card like draw one card cost anywhere from one to three mana, depending on the set. This was one mana, draw three, no setbacks, no discarding, no anything. Just pay one, draw three. And that's a, that's, you can target somebody else to do that. Also. You can, you can. So like if you're milling somebody out, you can target, you know, them, if they have no cards in their deck, force them to draw and, and they, that's, they lose. <laughs> so there's some really interesting things you can do with that. Then you have the moxes, the five moxes, the five colors. They are artifacts. And 
they're they're mana stones, if you will. And mana stones are just that. They are artifacts in the games. Oh, I suppose I should go over what the different types of cards there are. There's creatures, nah. there's artifacts, there's lands, there's instants, there's oh man. I know I'm missing at least one or two enchantments. There's so many. And then there's a bunch of subtypes from those. So with with these, what makes Ancestral Recall even more powerful is it's an instant speed. Draw three cards for one mana. Right. So instant <laughs> means you can play it at any time that you have priority. So it could be during the damage step. It could be during some the opponent's upkeep. It could be during an end step. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be during one of the big main phases. And it's it's dumb. So back to So I so oh, yeah, in theory, yeah, question. if you're being attacked, you can play that, draw three cards and one of those cards might help could you prevent. help you prevent yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a crazy card. <laughs> so the moxes, these ones are nuts, and they've done some other moxes since, you know, that have much bigger limitations on them than the the old ones. But the original five mox cards are mox emerald, mox jet, mox pearl, mox ruby, and mox sapphire. One for each of the main colors. And they are zero cost, which means you can play them without paying any mana and you can tap it for one of the colors. So if it's a Mox Emerald, you tap it and you get one green. Why this is super, super strong is you can only play one land per turn, but you can play any number of artifacts. So if you end up with two of these in your <laughs> hand at the beginning of the game, back before they're right. limited, of course, you know, now they're restricted. But back then, if you had two of them in your hand, you had three mana turn one. Right. <laughs> it, which is super over strong. You know, You're stepping out the gate swinging, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, since then, they have, you know, some of the other moxes that are balanced. So they have downsides, or you have to do special things to get the mana, uh, or they actually cost mana to cast instead of being a zero cost. So there are some limitations with those ones. But these ones just gave you a huge advantage. If you could get one turn one yeah, or turn two. Definitely. <laughs> you have Time Twister. Time Twister <laughs> is ridiculous. Two mana. Take another turn. Huh? Yep. One blue, one colorless. Take another turn. <laughs> For two mana. For two mana. Two mana. To give you an example, the most recent take another turn card cost seven. <laughs> which means... At the earliest, with even with mana ramping, you can get that off turn four or five. Right. This was a turn two or a turn one if you had one of the moxes out there. Take another <laughs> turn. And it's a sorcery. So it means you, you. it's not an instant. You can't cast it at any time. But it has no downsides. It just goes to your graveyard. So if you have something that gets something back from your graveyard, you can pull this back out and, hey, guess what? Take another turn. Hey, guess what? I can bring it back. I'll do it. Take another turn. It, like There are so many infinite combo things you could do with Time Walk. Or, or, or the Time Walk. I said Time Twister. I, I mixed that up. So Time Walk is the take another turn. It's obnoxious. So like, Time Twister, that is, that is the different card. So my bad on mixing those up a little bit. So Time Twister, it is still incredibly strong, and they actually have reprinted this one a few times. 
it's only legal in vintage still. So, and you can only have one in your deck. It's also legal in commander, which is a different t- style, but I'll get into the, the, the formats here in a minute. So time twister. Each player shuffles his or her hand and graveyard into your library and then draw seven cards. So it's like you're starting the game over again, except for what's already been played. That's so cool. what makes this one as strong as it is, it, it's only cost three to do that. Damn, that's not bad. Yeah. Refresh your hand. You completely refresh your hand. And there are quite a few cards that limit how many cards your opponents can draw. So if you have something out, a creature out there that says your opponents can only draw one card per turn, you play Time Twister, they have to discard their entire hand, they get to draw one, and you get to draw seven. Uh, that's silly. Yeah, that, that is, that is very silly. So the one card that I've left off of this list, and it is the most r- valuable and rarest card. I'm, I'm talking one of these has sold... For over $250,000, and they regularly, in bad condition, go for over 10000 Damn. Black Lotus. So, yeah, a heavily played, and I mean, like, edges are bent up and damaged and scratches on it, whatever. Heavily played is about $14,000 right now. The reason Black Lotus is this rare and this powerful is... It is a zero cost artifact and its ability. So we have oh, our I'm moxes. reading this now. Yeah. I'm reading this <laughs> yeah. right now. We have our moxes. They're zero cost at a mana. They give you one extra. No, Black Lotus is a zero cost, sacrifice it, add three mana of any one color to your mana pool. So that means on turn one, you could cast something that cost four if you had this in a land. Or if you have a mox in your hand as well, you can now cast something that would normally cost five mana on what turn them, one. What made them originally create this thing? This monstrosity? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it was one of the original cards. <laughs> you know, if you, like I said, if you get in, you know, an unlimited edition uh, or, you know, an alpha version or, you know, a beta version, they're all obnoxiously pricey it's it blows my mind how expensive this is you know a beta version is about forty two thousand dollars right now for a beta version of it that's oh man an alpha version there's not even a price available on tcg player because they're just not available (laughs) nobody who has one wants to sell it right now (laughs) and then the unlimited where they have the white border and they're more you know played and damaged is they're like 13 14 thousand dollars for a damaged version of it even ones that aren't even legal in you know the international editions and collector's editions will fetch eight thousand bucks and you can't even use them in your vintage deck (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah yeah it's fucking silly it really is and that's just so we, we you know i've gone on this long tangent about you know the power nine and, and uh, the cards but the thing with magic is the cards hold a lot of value especially if you get ones that are you know played in a lot of decks you know there yeah, are yeah. cards that just released 
that are 50 to 100 bucks and they will only go up in value after the set's no longer in print. And, you know, uh, that's that's what I love about it. You know, you buy a $6 pack and pull a card that's worth 50 bucks. Well, cool. You just paid for a shit ton more packs, especially if it's not one that you use. <laughs> right. So, yeah, the the cards are kind of obnoxious. Now, I will say when it comes to the cards, the most recently printed cards, sometimes they generally have a good, uh, I want to say a good value for the most part when they first release, especially some of the mythics and some of the, the rares will, will have a little bit more value. And then they drop in value a little bit after the format rotates. So there are a number, there's quite a few formats in Magic the Gathering. One of the ones that I like to play the most of is Commander. Now, Commander... Yeah, that's what we uh, we played. Yeah, we it? played a little bit of... I liked that one. It was fun. Yeah. It was a good time. So, Commander is a singleton format. And what I mean by singleton format is you can only have You're one... You're going to be single for the rest of your life if you keep playing Magic the Gathering. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm married. You're married. We're good. <laughs> I just started. My marriage is yet to end <laughs> from it. Oh, oh, oh. Um, let's rewind a little bit. Some of the other stupid, valuable cards are the original dual lands. So lands are your mana source. They're what you use to cast, you know, any spell, really. And generally, you have your basic lands, which are one of the five colors. Well, in alpha, in their original releases they had dual lands and it counted as you know say an island and a mountain a blue and a red so later on they started getting more and more valuable because you had things that could search and fetch for an island but because this is considered an island you can get it so now you have the option of two colors instead of just one so these cards those original lands a lot of the lands are stupid valuable are you know three to five thousand dollars don't worry, I'm not yawning because this is boring. <laughs> oh, you're fine. You're fine. I know. I could I could go on and on and on and on and on about magic. It's 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 kind of crazy. But so the the old lands are super valuable and expensive too. But anyway, the different the different sets. So singleton singleton formats, you have commander and now you have brawl. So commander, you have a one one hundred card deck, and only basic lands can have more than one. So the way you kind of build up that deck is, is you have to make sure things synergize well together, that they work well together. And same thing with Brawl. Brawl is a 60 card version of that with less yep. HP. So it, it just the game lasts a little bit. It, it's shorter. <laughs> it doesn't take yeah. as long because Commander can take a no. while to get through. Commander, um, is that the only... I know that you can buy pre-made Commander decks mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. they sell. Is that the only sort of format that they sell decks pre-made? No, no. Um, so uh, I want to say Standard and Modern have both seen pre-made decks that you can buy that are actually pretty cool. decent. So Standard yeah. is the most recent... Oh, they, they changed it a little while back, so I can't remember exactly how many uh, sets are part of it. Right. But it's the most recent sets that have been released. And after so many sets release, one or more of the old ones drop off. So it's a rotating format. I'm, I'm going to pull up because I stopped playing standard a little while back only because it's too expensive to keep up with. 
if you want to stay relevant and have a deck that is actually going to do well, oh man, it is a pain in the ass to keep up with. Because <laughs> the, the second a new set comes out, you have to buy all new cards. And not all new cards, but you have to replace a number of cards in your deck because they rotate out. So right now, uh, there are seven sets in standard currently. And when the next one releases, the next standard set releases, they will rotate out. So here it is. Once per year, when the fall set releases, the four oldest sets in standard rotate out. And so if you have a deck that is made up mostly of the, those sets that are falling out, you have to you essentially have to just recreate a brand new deck, brand new archetype and everything. So the different formats. Now, is that just their way of keeping people buying the new sets? Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> of course. They wouldn't do something like that, would they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> So the the different types of formats you have constructed and limited. Standard is a constructed. That means you construct a deck. So commander, standard, modern. Modern, legacy, and vintage are the older formats. Modern is cards from core set 8th edition and Mirrodin up to today. You have to now, have a minimum of 60 cards. And so 8th edition and Mirrodin are our older sets, but anything older than those you can't use. But you were saying, now let's say I'm wandering into my local Magic the Gathering store, which we do have a local Magic the Gathering oh, store. Oh, yeah. Just like every town um, has one. And they have, you know, the displays of all the cards that you can buy singles. How do I know if one is before that or? Like current, do I have um, to just be an encyclopedia? Uh, there, there, uh, you have apps and stuff. I have two different apps on my phone that I can easily look up uh, <laughs> a card name and see what it's legal in, what format I can use it in. You know, so if it's yes, been I reprinted, be an encyclopedia. You don't have to be. The computer <laughs> in your pocket will take care of that for you. Cool. <laughs> so. You've got standard, modern, legacy, vintage. Those are your 60 card, well, and brawl are your 60 card formats. Modern is 8th edition forward. Legacy allows cards from all sets, but it bans certain cards like the Power 9. Vintage right. is just open. It allows the Power 9 to be played. <laughs> It'll, it's the most powerful constructed format, and it's the most expensive to get into, because if you want to have a deck that's actually good yeah, and vintage, you've got to have you the Power 9. Fucking Jesus Christ, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I've seen deck lists that are, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> so it's obnoxious. Your singleton formats, your Brawl and Commander, you know, I've already described those. Then there's Block which is a block of this one's not as common it's a block of expansion so a block is for example there was the theros block where it had theros born of the gods and journey into nyx that is a block so you can create decks a 60 card deck based on those three sets that released then there's a, a few that are pretty unique that i really enjoy two-headed giant is a unified it's a team based so Two players cool. share yeah. their HP, they share resources and everything to an extent, and right. uh, like you can share up to four non-basic land cards. Like so, there's it's really unique in the format and and how you play it. But that one's really fun. Then two that are really fun 
Pioneer is a new set that is similar to Modern, that is another non-rotating format, but it's from Return to Ravnica forward. So it takes even more recent cards, where Return to Ravnica was the set that I got back into Magic with back... When did that come out? 2009? No, no, no. It was later than that. Uh, 2010... It was after 2010. And then Popper. Popper is really cool. You can only use common cards. No rares. <laughs> no rares. Like no that. uncommon. Yeah. Common only. And there are still some broken things that you can do with <laughs> just common cards. And it's obnoxious and it's silly and it's super fun because it really makes you think. Because you're using some of the weakest cards in Magic yeah. the Gathering to build a deck. So I'm going to go you over know the... What? Yeah. At the beginning of this whole thing, you had me like geared up to play some more Magic the Gathering. Towards the middle, you sort of lost me for a little while. And I. And well, yeah, because I started and, talking about stupid, expensive decks. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm back in it, buddy. Let's yeah. play some Pauper. So <laughs> don't ask. I don't, we, I don't we can know figure it out. That. Anyway, the limited, and I'm going to go over this, and this is where we're going to stop for the day because I, I know we're, we're trailing on here, but there's so much information. So limited formats, you have boosters, booster drafts. And you have sealed. And then there's a, a special format called conspiracy. So booster drafts are, are really interesting. You essentially have a number of people, usually eight, and each person gets three packs. And then what you do is all at the same time, you open up your pack, first pack, you pick one card from that pack. Generally, your pack one pick one is going to be the rare if it's good enough. But sometimes picking a common or uncommon can be better for the deck that you're looking to build. So you pick one card and then you pass the pack to your left. And everybody does this. So then you get a fresh new thing, you know, new pack minus one card. And you pick one card from that and you do that until pack one is gone. Then you open pack two and you pass it the opposite direction. Pack three, you go back the opposite again. So what you're doing is you're picking 45 cards yeah. kind of at random. Well, you're not just picking for your deck. You, you might also at some point pick to prevent somebody else from getting mm -hmm. something you, you can you can greed draft you can rare draft you can prevent draft like there are different strategies when it comes to this so yeah, generally definitely. going into a draft you'll have some sort of inkling of the type of decks that are the best in a draft if, if right. you're familiar with it so if you're going into a new set you know, with the the most recent set, the lesson cards and learn cards are really, really powerful in drafts. So I'm going to be looking out for cards that have those in their, their rule text and everything. So I'm looking for lessons. I'm looking for learn cards while building, you know, maybe I'm doing red blue, which is all about sorceries and instances. Yeah. Maybe I want to do you know, black green, which is about sacrificing creatures and getting pests out on the field. So there are so many different uh, archetypes, which we'll get into more uh, the next in, in part two. But you use those 45 cards plus any number of basic lands. So you can pick any number of basic lands and you build a 40 card deck so that you don't that have to have a full cool. 60. And yeah. it's really based off of your knowledge of the set the knowledge of the cards, and how well can you build a deck on the fly. So it's really, really unique in that sense. And, and I really like that. In a similar vein, another 40-card deck format is sealed. 
But in this one, you get six packs and you build a deck. No trading off. No, nice. like you only yep. use the cards that come in those six packs. And usually it, with sealed, you get a uh, like a, a promo card that goes with it. So that promo card can go in there as well. Yeah. And, but you don't necessarily used to be you knew what promo card you were getting. Now it's a little more randomized. So similar vein, how well can you build a deck on the limited resources you have? Now, sometimes sealed can fuck you over. You can get garbage rares. And (laughs) I've had that happen where I've gotten garbage rares and had to build the best I could. And I just couldn't hold up to the guy who pulled two planeswalkers and another mythic. Like, (laughs) you know, sometimes you you just get the, the bad draw. Now... The last one I'm going to talk about is the conspiracy format. This one is really cool, and I'm really hoping they do another conspiracy set soon. It is made, it's a booster draft, but it's made to play with friends, and it's made to play locally, and it's very easy to to jump into, but it's a specific kind of card, and a lot of them have very specific things. They're actually conspiracy cards. Some of them would be like, as you draft this card, set it aside and pick a name of a card or a color or something going on. And those cards are only legal in the conspiracy format. So that one has some really yeah. unique rules, really unique cards. Uh, when I played that with a few friends years back, it was super, super fun. And I hope they do that one again. Fuck yeah. Oh, man. I really want to play some magic now. <laughs> you, uh, you know, I've said it before. You get me talking about Magic the Gathering, and I can go on and on and on and on. Oh, buddy, we know. And, we know. And, and I love it. And there are even more <laughs> formats. There's uh, formats that are specific to Magic Online, so they're, which have some really unique stuff. But I'm not going into those because I don't play Magic Online, so I know nothing about them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but well, yeah no i this is one game now that i've I've started on the path that I, I i could play this game for for a while and not get bored of it you know oh absolutely there, absolutely there are a lot of the other ones where you just get so handcuffed by what you can do or and and honestly there aren't enough that so many, all, all the ones we've covered have so many generations to them, and there aren't enough that just target like specific generational play. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Of, officially, I guess, if you would say. Yeah. I'm disappointed it, it, by well, the rest. When it comes to other card games, if you have a specific color, it has a specific archetype that goes with it. Whereas yeah. Magic, you know, say you want to play a red deck you could have red deck wins which is just you know getting creatures out and dealing damage as quickly as possible you could have a red deck that focuses around some weird cantrips and dealing direct damage with very little creatures if you want to go two color you know usually red and blue is focused around casting instants and sorceries or there's red and blue that focuses on artifacts or there's red and blue that focuses on certain creatures and, you know, the synergy between that. So there's a lot more variety. And what I really, really like about this game is you can have a one, two, three, four, or even a five color deck and still be viable. And right. it gets kind of crazy <laughs> when you're playing all five colors in a 60 card deck because, man, how do I get the right mana? You know, if I do that, but that's where all these dual colors and the fetches and there's so right. much that you can do with this, you know, 
there are sacrifice based decks, there are creature based decks, there are control decks, there are mill decks, there are burn decks. I, I think I said that twice, but <laughs> there, there's so Who many different cares? archetypes that you can do. You can have yeah. two people going up against each other with the same colors and their decks use all completely different cards. Well, I mean, yeah, you said there, there's a shit ton of cards in print. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, printed. unique cards, th- there's not quite that many unique cards, but they have produced 20 billion cards in eight years, uh, you know, and since then <laughs> even more, you know, because that was 2008 to 2016. But there are thousands upon thousands, you know, I want to say there's 60 to 70,000 unique cards at least. There's probably Ooh. more than that. I, I couldn't find that number, so I'll look, I'll look that up, see if I can do a little bit more to find on that, and I'll get, I'll get a, a new number for part two. I mean, but, that, yeah. this one, I, I told you from the beginning it was going to have to be a two-parter. I don't think you believed me at first, but I just had a feeling this one was going to have to be two parts. And there's just so much fat to chew on when it comes to this topic. And like you said, you could you could stretch you could stretch it out for a long time. Okay, there are- maybe maybe I got a little too exaggerated. Um, I did actually just find there are twenty one thousand six hundred sixty one unique cards that would have been produced as of September September two thousand sixteen, and there's oh, okay. generally about six hundred to a thousand added each year. So that's add another five years worth about another five thousand onto that so over twenty five thousand cards unique cards have been produced for the game nice nice <laughs> that's a lot uh. <laughs> so if, if you want to educate yourself on the game there are plenty of sources mm-hmm. and plenty of ways to get started like as we said there's if, if there isn't a specific Magic the Gathering shop near you, there is a trading card shop somewhere. You throw a stone. They, they sell magic. One. I guarantee it. Yeah. They're still pretty popular, you know. Um, there the are starter YouTube decks, channels. YouTube channels. Dedicated. Uh, magic the Gathering Online is pretty good to, to help you kind of yeah. get started because it gives you a bunch of pre-made decks you can kind of play around with and unlock. Uh, the starter decks is what I recommend. Buy two different color starter decks, sit down, they have a rule book in them, and they're made to be balanced with each other. Sit down with a friend, and you can literally start playing right away. Yeah, I know for me, I, I tried to learn starting on, what, what is it, Arena, and I just, they didn't explain terms. They didn't explain. If they did explain anything, it popped up for a split second and went back away, and you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't read it. Yeah, and it wouldn't the, bring it back up. <laughs> it can be a little bit of a learning curve, so I do recommend if you have somebody who knows how to play, sit down with them, play for a little bit, yeah, have was, them kind of teach you the ropes. It was but, way easier learning with you teaching than trying to fucking do that. Oh, I bet. It didn't I work. bet. <laughs> <laughs> so. But as always, guys, if you have some favorite magic cards you want to tell me about, uh, you know, let us know on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, 2dap2020 at gmail.com. And rate, review, subscribe, like, find us on the social medias, uh, listen, everywhere podcasts are available. 
Um, what was that Next last one? Patreon. On two Watch me eat bowls of cereal in full interviews on you're, Patreon. You're, you're going to want to re-say that. This time I made Kyle Bear interrupt you. <laughs> I saw you wagging your finger. <laughs> I was going to wait until you were done, and then I was like, nah, he interrupted Kyle earlier. It's Kyle's turn. <laughs> Does it? Are we? It, it's going to catch both, right? Or did you mute me? I did not mute you. So it caught both. All right, I'm good. No. <laughs> Um, let's see. Rate, Rate review. review, find, subscribe, like, dance party, follow Alpha Beta, Patreon, subs- go go there and watch full extended interviews. Yep. And next time on Two Dads and a Podcast. As always, guys, thanks for listening. (laughs) We love you all.